James for three. Bang! At the buzzer! We're talking about practice. We aren't talking about practice, but we are talking about everything NBA. Welcome to the second podcast of the Buckets and Beards uh, NBA podcast. Um, I'm your, one of your hosts, Foss, and with me as always is George. Foss, it's been a big week. Yep. Um, we are recording this um, after about 10 days of the NBA season. Um, and what are we kicking off with tonight, George? Unfortunately, we have to talk about James Harden. He finally got his wish and got traded out of Philly to the Clippers. And as much as it pains me, we've got to start there. We do have to start there. So, uh, what is it? Fourth team in three years? About that. And he just keeps doing the same pattern of behavior and just forcing his way out the door. But anyway, that's what he does. So, look, just real quickly, this is the trade in a nutshell. You've got Harden, PJ Tucker, and Philip Petrescov, however you say it, traded to the Clippers. That Philip dude's been sent on to Sacramento for cash. I think he's a big dude and he's a bit of bit of a young fella coming out of year old, so. I think. Yeah, so I think they're just going to give him a give him a run, see what he can do, and see if there's anything there. Um, returning to Philly, you've got Robert Covington, Marcus Morris, Nick Batum, and KJ Mudd. So some decent role players there. But the bit that they were really chasing and pushing hard for has been a whole bunch of draft picks. So they get a 2026 first via OKC. 2028 first rounder from the Clips, a couple of second round picks, and a 2029 pick swap. And apparently it was a 2027 pick swap with the Clippers and OKC that freed up that extra first round pick. And I think uh, overall it's yet to be seen. Obviously the trade's just gone through, but um, I feel like Philly is looking better for it. They've got rid of the toxic player that is James Harden. They've moved him on. Um, where just between you and me, we talked about this, um, he will probably move himself right to China. The Shanghai Sharks are calling for James Harden soon, I reckon. Yeah, look, it, it wouldn't surprise me, man. He keeps just exhibiting the same patterns of behaviours where if he doesn't get his way and doesn't get to play that he wants, the way doesn't get to play the way that he wants to play, he forces him his way out the door. And he's done it again. So I think at the end of the day, if he ends up in China while he's there, the dude needs to write a book on how to manipulate NBA teams to get what you want. Yeah. Um, and they get they get three older players, old veterans um, in Philly and uh, on expiring contracts. Yeah, look, it's not a bad move for Philly at all. They they certainly add some nice role part, role players in the, in the older dudes. They get a prospect in, in KJ Martin as well. So look, I think it does improve them. Uh, especially with the way that Maxi and Embiid have come out of the game. Like, they're, they're firing at the moment. So if you can add a little bit more depth whilst removing a big distraction, um, I, th- I think that's a good thing. The, the flip side to this is, what does it mean for the Clippers? Where now they've got to figure out how they involve Harden into a team where you've already got Westbrook, PG3 or PG13. Can, can you start those four on the same court? Westbrook, Harden, to. PG, Kawhi, and then you've got Zubak in well, there as well. I think you'll find that in the last game before the trade, they started Bones Highland, Westbrook, Kawhi, and PG. So I think you can take out Bones and put in Harden. Now, Harden's going to have to 
accept the role which we know he's not great at. But what other option is but, there? But you're not going to run a play for Bones, though. So No, but look, I think you've just got to... Ty Lue's just going to have to figure out, right, is Westbrook your point guard and, and Harden playing off the ball? Or is it going to be the other way around where Harden's going to be your point guard and Westbrook playing off the ball? Or is, is it just going to be a, be a free-for-all? I Whoever th- touches the ball first gets to run up the court okay, and, in and some, play point guard. In some points, yeah, probably will be. But I think from my point of view, you've got to have Westbrook as your point guard have Harden playing off the ball, he's going to have to just catch and shoot. But you know, he's probably a better catch and shoot option than Westbrook. Um, and I think uh, I touched on it later on um, in my notes here with about Philly. Um, but at the end of the day, I believe that uh, this whole move was just about keeping Embiid happy. I think most of what they're doing at the minute is to try and keep Embiid happy. Like They've got Maxi. They haven't re-signed him yet, even though he's eligible for an extension. But that's, I think, to, to try and keep a little bit of financial flexibility. So it's not a bad move at all. I'm here to tell you right now, we don't care. Let me tell, all right, let me tell you <laughs> We don't care. All right, moving on from all that James Harden BS. Um, we've got our first actual segment of the pod, um, and we're doing our top five. So we've uh, each taken a conference. So I'm going to do the Eastern Conference, and uh, George is going to do the Western Conference. And we're just going to do a five to one of things that have surprised us uh, during the week or in this case, the last 10 days as we're doing this a bit after the first week of the NBA. Um, So starting off at number five in the East, um, things that um, I've been very surprised with is Donovan Mitchell is uh, back to his best. um, And he's one of five players averaging in their 30s, uh, 31.3 points per game. Um, But has not been enough for the Cavs to be more than 11th in the East. Um, but he is playing really good basketball, uh, which is good to see. Um, and another one scoring over 30 is Joel, Joel, Joel Embiid. Um, and he is 30.3, so just over 30. Um, and after the first 10 days, um, and just living life after James Harden. So let's just go back to Donovan Mitchell just real quickly. And you're right, the Cavs have struggled. They yeah. haven't They haven't been winning as much as we might have expected. Jared Allen's been out. That's what I was about to say to you. Is, is it a health issue? Is it, a, is it, in your opinion, is this just health? Is this system? Is this... I think there's a couple of things. Like, I don't think Evan Mobley's progressing as quickly as they'd like to have hoped. Um, he's uh, let me down on a few multis in my, in my betting. Um, but um, I think... Without Jared Allen there, he it's he, a big hole. He, he, he took he took on a lot of load and and kind of buckled a bit under the pressure. It's it's a big hole to fill. That's that's for sure, literally and figuratively. But Pretty sure Darius Garland's been and in I think and out Garland's, of the lineup as Garland's well over the first too. ten days. Um, Absolutely. So yes, it could just be that they're still trying to figure it out. Um, Carousel Levert's back to his best though. Struess has been a good pickup for Struce, them, but I think but I think he's going to be better suited to that coming off the bench role. Yeah, when they can get healthy. Yes, and, so, and that, that's a lot of NBA is, though. It just oh, comes down absolutely. to But look, they had a good win. They went into the garden this morning and they knocked off the Knicks. Yeah, let's not talk about that. Well, let's not. But they, they got a good win. So look, it, again, it's, it's 10 days into the season. It, it's really hard to make a read on things, but he's certainly come out of the gates hot, that's for sure. Yeah, um, and, and, and it's good, exactly good to see him back playing his best because Spider, when, he, when he's at his best, is an electric player to watch. And he's, he's due for a contract, so yeah. Yeah, look out. Um, but you're right, Embiid flying as well. Yeah, you know Philly have done really well out of the blocks. 
they can put all of the hard and nonsense behind them, like we mentioned. But Maxi's been a jet too. Tobias Harris looks like he's getting back to some of his old form. And now that they've added these extra role players, they, they've certainly got a bit more depth there to work with too. Yeah. All right. In the West, the thing that I've noticed them initially, again, we're 10 days into the season. It's hard to get it's very reads. early. Very early in the season. It, it's hard to get reads on, but Memphis, they're 0-6. They've been absolutely pillaged by injuries and suspensions. You got no Jar, you got no Stephen Adams, you got no Brandon Clark. Derek Rose is injured; he's out as well. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't hear about that. One. He's hurt too, so it, it's a lot resting on the on the uh, the shoulders of Marcus Smart, Desmond Bain, and Triple J, and and right now they're just they're just not cutting it. I think again, it, it's just like we said: it's health, it's suspensions. They, they're going to come good, or they're going to improve, but. It could be a long way back by the time they start. I feel to get like some I feel like it might be a bit of a write-off season for them. It, it could, might be like it could be a lottery let's, season. Let's just let this build and uh, and we'll start again next year when uh, Jar's not branding guns on yeah on Instagram Insta. and and doing all that gangster stuff. And look, they're not the only team out west that are struggling. Like Phoenix, Phoenix have surprised me already. They're two and three. I know they haven't been healthy Booker's only played two games but when he's played you know, he's he's been averaging 32 and 11 when he's playing Yeah, and you got KD doing KD things at 27.7 rebounds four assists but he's only averaging not even one and a half threes a game at the moment like is his shooting suffering because he's having to do too much and the two the two losses to the Spurs we've noticed straight away they haven't been able to close him out and the, without a traditional point guard as per se um, Book's done excellently. Book has done well when he's in the role, though. But, but he's only played two games out of five so far because of a foot injury, and Beal's yet to even pull on a jersey. And I and I feel like them getting better might come along the lines of um, also being able to share that ball around once they do get back. Some because continuity. Are, um, excuse me. Put Beal in that lineup. Is there going to be enough ball to go around for Booker to get his thirty? Kevin Durant to get his thirty. Is Bill going to get his 30? Are they going to just be a three-headed monster of just dropping 30 points a night between the three of them? Yeah, probably. They're going to be one of those teams where they're out, They're going to have to out-offense the other team. They're not going to be out defending other teams. Again, I keep I hate talking about it. Clippers, going to be exactly the same. They're not going to out-defend teams. They're going to have to out-gun teams. Yep. Phoenix are in the same boat. So, But at least you've got two solid defenders in your... Uh... Kawhi and PG though when they're when they're healthy when they're everything everything with those two is yeah. when they're healthy but look at the end of the day I'm gonna I'm gonna keep watching the Suns because I like what they've done but there, there's some work to do there alright at um, number four in the East um, and I, why I didn't talk much about Philly before is because I've got Philly in at number four life after Harden I like it life after Harden Embiid Maxi, trade bringing in Covington and Batum, who are three and D guys, veterans that know what they're doing, and they're expiring contracts. So if things don't work out, they can let them go. There's already whispers about what Daryl Morey is going to do next, and the name that I've heard already is Zach Levine. Again, don't really know how it works there, but pretty sure I sent you that. You look every chance. Yeah, but you know those when when we're getting closer to the deadline, and you've got you know if, if it's Chicago as an example, and they're struggling, would they move Levine? Would they move Demar Derozan? Would he be a better fit? All these questions are going to come up as we get closer to February. And I guess my biggest question is: it seems very similar to past seasons for the for Philly, 
and we're there. They they're good and they're doing really well, but they can't get past your Boston. They can't get past Miami, and they're they're stuck at that third fourth tier down without actually getting that chip. Oh, I absolutely agree with you. Like you. Know, I think we said in the first pod, playoff Jimmy's a thing. Playoff Jimmy. Like playoff Jimmy, that, that's ridiculous. But you're right, they're, they're, they're not stuck in mediocrity, but they just they can't get over that hump. And the last couple of seasons of having the saga with Ben Simmons, where, again, whatever your opinion is on, on Ben Simmons, there's lots of different ways it can be looked at, and that might be a segment for another pod. But you've then gone, moved him on, and you've brought in Harden, and you've had you know a good season. Embiid's your MVP, Maxi's developing but then you've had the same thing happen again. So I think the this trade of Harden, you've got Nick Nurse as a new coach. Surely that's got to be a breath of fresh air for Philly. And I'm not saying that they're going to be able to compete with Boston and Milwaukee this season. But as you said, if they can turn those expiring deals into another superstar or, or some more genuine depth, maybe they can start pushing for that chip. But also how long can Embiid go where he sits there at the end of the season? He's just like, we haven't got any better. This is not the process anymore. That is the and the Knicks. The big Knicks, question, Knicks are going to come calling. The Knicks have cap room and are looking to land that big fish. Now, look, I was talking about this with somebody else that wasn't you this week. And how dare you? I know, right? But you know, the the Knicks are a very interesting team. They've got some good young talent. They've got some expiring deals in Fournier. You know, could they make a move for an Embiid if he gets disgruntled and wants out? They got a lot of draft capital too. The other one to keep your eye on is Cat. Who's a better fit in the Knicks at the minute in, 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 the, in the current makeup of that roster? If you're bringing in either of those guys, you assume that you're losing one, if not both, of Randall and, and Mitch Robinson, amongst others. But that, that could be a very interesting thing moving forward. And, and again, in, in a season or two, look out Knicks fans. Yeah, exactly. We've, we've been looking for that big fish for a while. Absolutely. And, and coming in, in, in number four in the West, Spurs. Spurs have been... Yeah, you know, I, I I was expecting some more growing pains, but they closed out beautifully against Phoenix in back to back games. They got a three and two record. They're sitting, I think it's about sixth in the West at the moment. And Wemby has started out slowly. I think it's fair to say, but his he did, last did get into foul trouble against, he did, uh, against he did Phoenix initially early. He's he's had a bit of foul trouble, but his last quarters have been brilliant. Mm. And look at the moment, the kid's averaging twenty one points and eight boards. And yeah, like, I, think, I think he's up there with um, Luca and LeBron um, in clutch points. He is. He is. His fourth quarter points. He's, fourth he's like 20, points. 21 fourth quarter points so far, which is brilliant. Like he's, I think you've you've got it on your wallpaper of your phone. KD trying to shoot over Wemby. Like it's ridiculous at this ridiculous length. Ridiculous length. And and like we said, you know, you got the the best coach in the game. They're only going to keep improving. But they they've been a surprising surprising little start for me. Okay. Um, and I've got three teams that uh, have surprised me in my next at number three in the East um, with the Pacers, Hawks and Nets all tied for third um, at a three and two record so far. Um, got the Pacers, which is sitting the highest on percentage um, with good play from Halliburton um, coming off that what a season Absolute with jet. the USA. He was really good to watch for in the FIBA basketball um, and he's averaging close to 20 points, 19.5 um, and 12 and a half assists a game, um, which is nothing to be sneezed at. All-star this season? Oh, has to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. He, he's one of those players that if he continues at this level, India are going to go places. Mm. 
and he'd be pushing for all NBA selection. And we talked about this in the first cast was um, the trade between yeah. Sacktown and um, Indiana um, has worked in their both in their favors. Sabonis is doing well, and uh, Halliburton is is now the face of Indiana. Tearing up. Um, and then I had the Hawks, so they're they're tied for third as well. Um, Dude, that surprised with, me. They're my team. They and are that surprised team. me. Um, Murray, 21 points, six assists. Um, but Ice Trey is ice cold. Legit. Ice cold. He's struggling. He has shot 21, 25, 35, 40, and 38% from the field in the first five games of the season. It's not good enough. It is not good enough. For, for, for someone who face was the legit one of the best shooters going around straight away from his rookie season. It's not the best technical form shot I've ever seen, but they go in. They go in, and they go in from a very long way out. They do. But there's always going to be that, oh, the Hawks picked Luca and then traded him for Trey. It's always going to be hanging over his head. He's always going to play with a chip on his shoulder. He, he just needs to up that percentage, get the ball going through the hoop a little bit more regularly than he was. And and my Hawks are we're flying along in the minute. Like look, it's it's surprised me, mate. It is surprised me that they're sitting up there. Look, they, I think they're still trying to figure out the best starting five. Sadiq Bay's started a couple of times. Jalen Johnson started a couple of times. They're figuring that out. But when you've got a Congo backing up Capella and doing really well off the bench, that that does need to change in time. Whether it's yeah. trade deadline, end of the season, he needs to start starting. Um, but Bogdanovich is shooting the ball nicely, and and like you Hunter. just said, who? DeAndre Hunter. DeAndre Hunter. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's been solid. Up. He's been solid. Um, but as you said, DeJounte Murray's keeping them afloat in a couple oh. of games. And you know, they came back from a big deficit uh, against Minnesota the other day. Yeah. Um, Down 20 in the fourth, I'm pretty sure. Was, yeah, something like that. Or it might have been 20 at the half. But they, they came roaring back. So, look, I got, I got high hopes that it was not going to be a wasted season. Um, and then there's the Nets um, tied for third as well. Um, and Ben Simmons... Actually looking like a bit of a bowler again with uh, seven points, ten rebounds, and seven assists, averaging over the over the first ten days of the of the. I season. feel like he still just needs that little bit more of aggression, like just just getting on the hoop. He still looks like he doesn't want to end up at the free throw line, which when you've been struggling from there, you know, most of your career, it's understandable. But it, like- it'd just give him a, another look, and that that drive and dish, like you said, he's getting on the boards, he's pushing the pace, he's being a pest defensively. He's doing what Ben Simmons is paid to do. I would like to see um, his field goal um, sheet, though, of like where he's putting them up from. It'd be very interesting to see. It would be very interesting to see whether he has taken any mid ranges. I'd love or, to see if he's a triple, yeah, that, that sort of thing, or whether it's just all around the basket. Which is look that that's that's his sweet spot. It's where he's comfortable, and whilst he's working his way back into form. Again, it, more or less, it, you know, he hasn't played really in two years. Yeah, it, it's a it's a very promising start. You see what Cam Thomas is doing now that he's starting. He's been great for them, shooting the ball effectively and efficiently. And Bridges is only going to keep getting better in that role as well. And they've um, still got as a scorer and a defender, like two way yep. player. Yep, and they've still got Cam Johnson to come back into the team, um, and Nick Claxton as well. I think. Yep. So again, they should be another team that's going to improve. Yeah, just surprised me that they're they're up that high um, after the first ten days. Absolutely. Now look, th- number three for me in the West. I'm just going to touch on this one very very quickly because we've talked it enough already today. It's the Battle of LA. You've got the Clippers retooling already. I don't want to talk about that anymore. But you got father the- time. Yeah. Look. The- yeah, LeBron doing LeBron things. LeBron's doing LeBron things. Like they came out early, they said we want to keep bronze minutes down. 
The dude's already averaging 36 minutes a game. Now, I know that they've played two OT games, but why have they played two OT games? Because they can't close out games still. They've got, on paper, fantastic depth. Trent Prince is already hurt. Vanderbilt hasn't played yet. You've got Cam Reddish going from garbage minutes to starting. Like, they're still figuring it out. So I think, again, this is going to be like the, the whole Battle of LA thing. I think that's going to be another thing that we need to touch on again in a few weeks' time once, Clip, once the Clippers have figured out what they're doing with Harden and once the Lakers either get healthy but also can figure out their rotations. I have been impressed with AD, though, um, so far this year. AD he has, he has been from, healthy and has been a beast. Apart from the first game where he went missing in the second half against the Joker, which, let's be honest, that could happen to any centre in the league. The Joker is just that good. The Samba Shuffle. Yeah, it's 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 elite. And again, I, I touch on that in a minute. But yeah, AD has been great. It's um, yeah, Austin Reeves struggling a little bit, maybe. Oh, look, second year jitters. Yeah, D'Lo doing what D'Lo does. Some some nights he's like just amazing, and other nights he's just not. And but, I said in our first cast about D'Lo how I feel like he's matured a bit as a player. Yeah. Um, and it can can actually play that role player. He realizes he's not going to be the best player on a team. Yeah, I think he's finally getting his hand around that. So I think, again, let, let's bring this one back in a month or two, and, and we'll, we'll look in a little bit more depth then. Off, on a side note, did actually dig those uh, Laker City Edition jerseys? Yeah, I, I, again, I think we're going to have to go through the uh, playing tournament courts and, and uniforms because there's some interesting ones out there. But the Lakers ones, I, I dug that. The, the Knicks ones, not so much. No, not the Knicks ones. All right. Next on my list in the East, um, second most interesting thing I've noticed in the first 10 days, Miami and the Bucks. Struggling. Struggling. Um, so Miami at the moment sitting two wins, four losses um, as we're doing this recording. And the Bucks are three and two after a lucky win today to get them up over 500 um, against the Knicks, where the Knicks pushed them right to the end. Um, and Giannis wasn't looking like Giannis in the game. Um, and it was quite quite surprising for me to see. Um, obviously, uh, when you have all the drama of the offseason, you get in a player like Lillard to go alongside uh, the freak. Um, there's going to be some growing pains. They're going to need to figure each other out um, because um, Holiday was part of the thing. Yeah. Look, I know that we normally like to try and talk about stuff we're going to talk about in the pod before we get here, but I just wanted to throw this at you. Do you think some of the issues in Milwaukee come down to the fact that they got a first-year head coach? Oh, I've never thought of that. they got Adrian Griffin as a coach who, you know, again, he's not going to be a head coach if he wasn't ready for the gig. But when you got a first-year head coach, they had Terry Stotts lined up to essentially be that guy that was going to help Lillard you know, blend in and, and, and whatnot, who then walks out a week before the season starts. Do, do you think that might have something to do with their slow progress? Or is it the fact that Middleton's been in and out of the lineup? Um, or is it Giannis and Dame just trying to figure out each other and how, how they're going to coexist? I think it's, at the moment, just figuring out how they're going to coexist. Because yeah. like, I feel like NBA players can pretty much just coach themselves half the time. Um, you just put a ball in their hands and chuck them on the court and they'll figure it out. Um, and watching a couple of games... Um, Giannis really wanted the ball in his hands towards late in some of the games where Lillard put up some big shots and made them. Um, in a couple of the games that they won, he was the clutch p- closer in their games, which is what they've been missing in the last couple of seasons. They've missed that 
dead-eye closer that could knock down a huge bucket, especially, as you said, with Middleton in and out of that lineup. Giannis um, had to do that job. Giannis, yeah, he had to he, do that he's job. He's had to fill that role because, yeah, you had Drew Holiday. I think back was... to the time he hit the fadeaway uh, two over Julius Randle to beat the Knicks a couple of seasons ago, um, which... Yeah, it's, it's okay. But look, you're right. You know, Drew Holiday was a big part of that team, but he wasn't an offensive juggernaut. He, no. he had his games, but he was, you know, in my opinion, he's probably the best ball on, like, you know, one-ball one, defender. One defender there is in the league. So, no, I agree with that. So you're losing that aspect, but then, you, as you've said a couple of times now, you're bringing in Dame, who is probably the best closer in the NBA. So it is going to be growing pains I'm not too worried about Milwaukee's slow start I think that's something that they can figure out Miami's might be a little bit more concerning because oh, yeah. you've already got Jimmy Butler missing games because of a bit of knee knee issue going on Caleb didn't play today they they only got over the Wizards by 7 and that raises my next uh, thought is that um, it just makes me wonder whether they can just coast through the season like they've been doing without being outstanding. Like they just haven't shown very good basketball in the regular season. But then as we keep saying, playoff Jimmy comes out and for some reason they just dominate in the playoffs. Like they were in the play in tournament last year and got to the NBA finals. Yeah, but dude, they they played in the the seven eight game against the Hawks and lost. They had to then play an elimination game in the second playing tournament game. And then, as you say, made it all the way through. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But you're right. They do seem to be one of these teams. And, and we mentioned it in the first cast about the Lakers and the Warriors too, perhaps. Will they just coast through the regular season? Finish, I don't know, four, five, six. Rest, or, or rest in, your stars like yeah, Curry and LeBron and Jimmy. Keep, just, keep all their minutes keep down. Keep them fit. But I think with Miami... And this this is my question to you: Did they lose too much in the off season? They lose Gabe Vincent. They lose Struce. Well, Struce, I think, is going to be a big one. The, both of them were because he was, he just came out of nowhere last year, um, and on some occasions was their second best player on the floor. Hundred percent. And look, all they replaced them with was Josh Richardson, mm. who I don't know how much minutes he's even getting. He's been in the bouncing moment. around. He the hasn't, league hasn't found a niche. After was it at Miami? Where yeah, he played, he, he's he, played there before. He's been at the Spurs. He's I'm pretty sure around. when he was at Miami, um, he was touted as one of the next big things. And hasn't quite lived up to that billing. No. But you, you know, yes, you get back a, a fit Tyler Harrow, but you know, they had him most of last season. It was just in the playoffs that he got hurt. You had Duncan Robinson, who was just getting DNP's coach's decision on the reg, who then all of a sudden is now playing big minutes again. He's, they, he's improved his game. He has. He's, he's more of an all-around player now rather than just that spot-up shooter. He has, but did they lose too much in the off-season to really be a team that's going to push in the East? And that, that's probably going to be that question. Touch on that in a month. Let's do it. All right. Number two out in the West. Been the Dallas Mavericks. Luka has just been ridiculous to start the season. Like, their, their four wins, one loss. Their loss came today against Denver in Denver, who had their butts kicked the night before. So they were going to be angry. But they pushed them the whole way. I watched I watched that game today. They pushed them the whole way. You got Luca. He's almost averaging a triple-double. He's That's... averaging 34 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists to open which, the season. Which raises the question, does he need to keep 
being at that astronomical level for them to be competitive absolutely he needs to can he is the question that's another thing can can he withstand the pressures of being that guy and and look i think he can i think he you know there's always been issues and, and questions about lucas conditioning coming into the season the last two seasons he looks fit but last season he just started to tire towards the end of it, i think, the last I think year, he I got think. a bit tired too this season, you know, you got Kyrie in there. Now, again, there's so much to be said about Kyrie, but when he turns up to work, he is one of the best ball handlers, best players in the league. Mm-hmm. So, again, but what what's after them? Grant Williams, Tim Hardaway Jr., Derek Lively, their rookie, he, he, who looks good as a rook, don't get me wrong, but he's a rookie. Like, I, I don't think this is sustainable for Dallas, but it's, an, it's a fantastic start. Honestly... Other than Josh Green, the only other person that comes to mind on their bench that I can think of is Maxi Kleber. For Good some old Maxi Kleber. Some reason that's the only other person I can't really think about anybody other than you've just listed. Now Rashawn Holmes, and the only reason I know Rashawn Holmes is because they traded Javale McGee for him, and I just love watching Javale play. Like ever since he's Shaq in the full days, I've just loved watching him play. So, but look, it's a hot start. I hope it continues. I don't think it will. I think at some point their depth is going to be their issue and, and they're going to have to rely too much on, on Kyrie and Luca. And, but look, I mean, look, Luca hasn't been tossed from a game yet. So kudos to him. Five games in, he hasn't been bitching as much. It's, it's good to see. And if you haven't watched it yet and you're listening to this, go back and look at his game winning highlight hook shot three, whatever bank bull crap, whatever the hell it was. It was not at the decent play, but it went in and won in the game. And it was absolutely ridiculous. Um, and coming in at number one in the East, for me, Boston. Boston are hot. Um, and it's there to lose. There's, the East is theirs. They are the king of the East at the moment. And I don't see that changing anytime soon. Um, Jason Tatum, 29-9-4. and four, um, just, just looks like he is legit one of the best players in the NBA um, and is playing like it. He is carrying that team to victory, taking the big shots. Um, I've loved his improved defensive effort where I think he's realized that he needs to um, be a two-way player um, for his team to succeed. Um, Holiday's come in and he's just been that role player for him that they need. Run of the team, kind of like what he did at the Bucks, um, but I feel like he's, he's stepped into that role a lot better and it's starting to gel with those boys um, at 13.6 rebounds and uh, and four assists. Um, and Brown, always being Robin to Tatum's Batman. Uh, might be getting paid more, but um, he's, he, he's always going to be taking the back seat at the moment. Um, and he had a breakout 36 points uh, versus the bottom dweller Wizards, um, which no surprise there. Um, I'm pretty sure I could probably score a few buckets on the Wizards if I was out there. Yeah, not tough. Um, but I don't see them losing many games for the year. If they keep this pace, um, they'll be a 60-plus win team and it'll be seen as one of the best Celtics teams ever. I agree with you. Look, they again, as we keep t- saying and we keep harping on it, like, yeah, they've got to stay healthy. But I think that the thing that can't be underestimated with these guys. Now, I know they put up 155 against Indiana the other day, which is just obscene in a game that doesn't go to overtime. 
is their defense. You touched on it just before. Tatum has, has really stepped up. Jalen Brown has always been a good defender. Drew Holiday, as I said, my opinion, best on-ball defender there is. And the, the unicorn, Porzingis, <sighs> he's so long. He's not Wemby long, but again, he's going to alter shots. And he's having the best start to a year. Look, he really is. Um, they ever, are, they ever. are. They are flat out shooting the ball like, as a team. And you've still got Horford coming off the bench. They've still got a bit of depth. Are they going to get tired come the playoffs? Who knows? But I'm with you right now. They're, they're a 60-65 win team. Like, I've always I've always got a soft spot for Paul Zingas after the Knicks drafted him. But um, seeing him play well and just being healthy and out there, just showing that talent that got him selected by the Knicks. It's, um, it's great to see. He, his, what, 30-point debut? The yeah. highest for, for a Celtic in the history of the, of the franchise? Like, that's nothing to be sneezed at when you look at just the greats that have played for that team. Yeah. So, look, not very impressed with with Boston and in the East is certainly theirs to lose. Yeah. And look, I think the same thing can be said about the number number one point that I've got for the West, is, and that is the reigning champion, Denver Nuggets. Yeah. Yeah, just, okay. They, they got blown out by the Wolves the other night. Whoop de do, but they are. You're gonna have nights like that. But you are. It's, it's inevitable. There's 82 games in the year. They're, you're not gonna be on exactly every right. night. And look, they they are the champs till they ain't the champs no more. And you know, look, people came out in the off season and said, "Oh, losing Bruce Brown, losing Jeff Green was gonna make a difference." It doesn't look like it has. It has not made. It has much not made difference. a lick of difference at all. So, and I said that in the first cast. Yeah. I said when we got to Denver, they've got that core. They've kept that core together. That won the chip. That starting five is legit. It, it rivals... If it's not the best in the NBA, it's going to rival every other one in the NBA. Porter Jr.'s taken a step up already. Aaron Gordon, getting out of Orlando was the best Murray's thing that happened to him. Best. Murray has, has played so well. And Joker's just doing Joker things. Like, he's got a rubbish beard at the moment. He needs to think about that. But today, yeah, he's a walking triple-double just about as well. Like, he's averaging 27, 12, and 8 already. I and, love the faith they put in Christian Braun too. Yeah, Reggie or Brown Jackson or whatever they call however it. However you say off, it. But, thing. but Reggie Jackson stepped up. He's playing some good minutes as well. Good to see him playing well again. Like the Joker just looks like he's just cruising along and they are comfortably winning games. Yeah. So look, it's Denver's just a team to watch in the West, Boston's a team to watch in the East. It's as simple as that. And that could be a prediction for the uh, NBA finals. Look, it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. I'm having a very bad day. So it's 10 days into the season. We're already making a lot of brash predictions. I figure why not have a quick look at the uh, the season awards, throw a few names out there, see what we can come up with. Are we going to go through all the awards? No. Look, Coach of the Year, Most Improved, and Clutch are probably too difficult to even consider at this point. Like, teams have played five games. So what are we going to say? Like, Mike Malone and Joe Mazzola are up. Coaches of the year. Whoa, that's oh, that's no. a big surprise. Oh. Yeah, look out. Um, so yeah, I think we give them a miss for now. But MVP, five games in for most teams. Again, I know it's 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 a big call to throw it out there. But look, I got it down to four names at this stage. Four names, and right. I think I might surprise you with one of them. Maybe <laughs> maybe two. But look, Joker's doing Joker things. He's won two of the last three. Arguably last season where he didn't win it was his best season of the three. I think he's got to be up there already. SGA has been legit for, for OKC. I think he had one. Did sit out today. In- yeah. He's, uh, again, health's going to be a thing for him. But also the same for my next guy, Joel Embiid. Joel, Joel however you want to Joel say it. Embiid. It's the same thing. Mate, I mucked it up before. It's, it's all good. It's spelt Joel. But if we want to say Joel, we can. That's fine. 
he's been absolutely tearing it up for Philly. It helps when you've got an amazing running mate in, in Maxi at the moment. Yeah. Um, and Luca, like, like I just touched on in the previous segment, Luca's had an amazing start to the season. And it, I think it just all comes down to health, really. Um, we where... know that there's the cap now. You've got to play the minimum of 65 games to be eligible for these awards, which I think has been a really a really good initiative to bring up. I could even make an argument from bumping up to 70. Yeah. Because as, as we said, we're five games into the season and we're already seeing players sit out for essentially niggles. Now, yeah. look, Michael Jordan even going to sit out for a bit of knee tendonitis? Hell no. No. John Stockton, the guy never missed a game. So Pretty sure know, he missed the birth of his child. Oh, look, it wouldn't have surprised me in the slice. But yeah, Kevin Garnett, these guys, they played through everything. But, you know, right now, oh, I've got a sore big toe. Where does that come down to Joker playing a slower below the rim style game that his body holds up a little better. Who else plays a slower below the rim kind of game that's on this list? Luca. Luca. Who else isn't the most athletically gifted player in the NBA that is on this list? Luca. Embiid. But also, they're all three of them. They're not hugely flashy athletic dudes. <laughs> but I feel like Embiid has had his problems in the past. Embiid has come he's, back to, to Absolutely. His knees and those sorts of things because again, he's such a big unit. He had two back surgeries before he even got to the NBA, I'm pretty yeah. sure. But your SGA, he's the one, like Ja Morant last season, that's going to be up in the conversation, that he's just jumping over everyone. Yep. Um, and and my coming off, goodness, coming off it's fun the, to watch. the silver medal for Canada. Yeah, look, so look, they're my top picks in the minute. Giannis hasn't done enough, in my opinion, just yet. Tatum, you could put Tatum in there for any one of those guys because of how well Boston are playing. So I think, again, there's arguments that could be made. Anthony Davis, when he's on, he's on and, and hard to beat. But I, for me at the moment, they're the standouts. No, I, I agree with all, of, all those ones. Um, my front runners out of them would probably be the two in the West. So Luca and um, the Joker. Um, but yeah, just... Absolutely. Look, it's one of those things where, you know, it's not like it's the Brownlow here where, you know, Tatum and Brown are going to take votes off of each other or anything like that. So, again, it's all health dependent, but right now, like, these guys have been legit to start the season. So, um, rookie of the year. It's almost already over. Surely this is Victor's award to lose. Can we look past Wemby? Look, if you take 38 points in his third game. Fifth game. Fifth game. Fifth game. It was fifth game. But still, he's his the second youngest player to put up 30 and 10 in a game in their career, something like that, because he's not even 20 years old yet. I did see a stat the other day where it was like the only um, player to have a 38-point game um, out of like the big four. So it was like LeBron was like uh, 23 games. Yeah. Um, Kobe's was like 127 games. Jordan's was three games and Wemby's with five games. It's, so only one out of those ones. It's ridiculous. Beat him. So look, I th- I'm pretty sure I, I badmouthed him a bit in the first pod. Um, I wasn't too hyped about him being as good as he is. But the more you see. But man, he is just built for the NBA game. If he can stay on the court this season and going forward... Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna fill arenas. It's as simple as that because people want to see him play. Like I mentioned earlier in the in the pod, he's already on your phone as your wallpaper. Like this is this kid's legit. Um, Chet has been has had a really good start. He had did have his ankles broken, which was kind oh, of funny to watch. By Andre Drummond of all players all of all players, but you know, he again he's been really good um, as as a starting point. And you know, Brandon Miller, 
Charlotte haven't set the world on fire, but he's looked solid. So, yeah, again, there's other names that are going to pop up throughout the season, but again, I think this is... I think he's one of three rookies averaging in double digits with like close to 16 a game, Randy yeah. Miller. And, so he's, and, he's doing all right down there. But ultimately, this is Victor's award to lose at this point in time. So The only thing that would derail it is injury. Yeah, 100%. Um, he's not going to play less minutes in pop system, let's be honest. I think more uh, teams are going to try to just get him fouled out and just, just try yeah. to get him in foul trouble early and sit him down. That's, um, like that's we saw, the, he, he got in foul trouble in a couple of games already. That's the way to combat him right now, isn't it? Is he, you know, even if he's not shooting the ball well, he's such a defensive pest that you want to have him on the floor. But in the first game against um, Phoenix, they had him in foul trouble early. He sat down. He, I think he was sitting on about 8.68 points for a while. And then just came in in the fourth and, it's and just, just bang, bang, eight bang. points in like three minutes, just yeah. like dominated. Yeah. yeah. And look, the last award that I wanted to get your thoughts on for this pod, shoot, very quickly, the sixth man of the year award. Now again, we're five six games into the season. Okay. It's real tricky to. Is predict. this the one you have the long list for? Yeah, I got a real long list for just some just some guys that have had really good performances. It it, it may the consistency may not be there yet. Like yeah. Brogdon was did last season. Wanna, did you want to just you shoot off a name, some names? Amy, and then I will try to decide whether they can stick with it or not. So I give you a name, you give it a yay or a nay? Yeah. That's all right. All right. Cole Anthony. Nay. Trey Jones. Nay. Buddy Heald. Nay. Isaiah Quigley. Don't be biased. Yay? <laughs> Bobby Portis. Yay. Duncan Robinson. Even with his intense eyes. They are great intense eyes. Very intense eyes. Uh, Duncan Robinson. Um, Yay. Jonathan Kuminga. Yay. Should he start? Nay. CP3. Nay. Not starter or just not going to cut it? Not going to cut it. Not going to cut it? Interesting. Look, it'd be interesting if you had a 39-year-old, 38-year-old, however he is, winning six man of the year award. It would be very interesting. Look, I would... If... if he gets the, the award well, and he's, he's healthy for the entire season. We'll post some it's... photos of you wearing a CP3 jersey. Deal. I like that. Okay, I'll go buy a CP3 jersey. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you just a couple more names. Australia's own Josh Green. Nay. I still think he's got a lot of, uh, lot of development to lot go. Of development to go. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. He is playing really well at the moment. Yeah. But he, i do not sure he can sustain that level over the whole 82 games 100% um, Jalen Johnson Hawks um, I'm going to say yay I've, I've, from what I've watched this week I watched a couple of the Hawks games this week um, really impressed really impressed by the young fella the only reason he, he might get rubbed out of this conversation is if he starts yeah. if he starts too many games so then I'll put Sadiq Bay in but we'll see how we go with that one Payton Pritchard yay yeah, I love the way Payton yeah. prays. We talked about this. Yeah, we have. And Nasreed. Yay. Yeah. So there, I think there's some names there that we could really see some interesting stuff out of this season. Oh, like I said nay to Buddy Heald, but uh, with Indiana, the way, the way they're going, and if he, he shoots lights out like he really can do, has, has shown in glimpses, um, could be a totally different story. Yeah, but he could also get traded because his name's been in trade rumors for the last two seasons too. So... Time will tell with all of these awards. Which could be another segment about attitude and why players yeah. don't make it in the NBA. But Yeah, there's a few a few names that come to mind when thinking about that, you know, like Mike Beasley, you know, these sort of guys. But hey, 
we'll get there, Johnny Flynn. You know, there's a few ringing bells, but um, I think we I think we revisit this one closer to the All Star break. Well, let's be nice. Yeah. Let's be nice. We don't have to go there. I mean, you're not wrong, but you didn't have to say it. I mean, good lord. All right. Well, that has gotten us to the end of our second podcast of the Buckets and Beards NBA podcast. Uh, thanks for sticking by us. Um, we're still learning the ropes. Um, if you've got any comments on how we can make this better, um, you can always find us at the Buckets and Beards podcast um, and Instagram. Um, uh, you got anything to lead us out with, George? Dude, just having a lot of fun doing this. This is what we do. It's fun to record it and, and put it down and, and have have a bit of a laugh while we're doing it. And I hope that's coming through um, in what we're doing as well because we do, we do enjoy talking about basketball. Um, and this is, yeah, it's quite fun. And um, hope to for you to check in with the next episode. Catch you guys on the flippity flip.